Welcome to Elementor Talks, the podcast that connects marketing, design, and development experts to help you build better websites. Vito Peleg is a musician-turned-certified business and digital consultant, as well as a WordPress expert. As his digital agency began to grow, Vito realized that problems with client communications were happening over and over again. This led him to develop a new plugin, WP Feedback, to provide clients with a smooth transition to the WordPress interface so that they could value the website and invest further into it. In our podcast, Vito lists the problems that led him to develop WP Feedback, explains how it works, and reveals his best marketing channels. Welcome to another episode of Elementor Talks. And uh, Matan, how are you? I'm good. We are continuing the previous uh, podcast and we're having another person, another amazing person that we met on WordCamp Europe. And this time it's Vito Peleg. So welcome to the show, Vito. It's my pleasure, guys. Great to be here. So it was fun uh, meeting you. Uh, you're a founder, entrepreneur, and creator of WP Feedback. So we talked in WordCamp and uh, you have a, an interesting journey from freelance to agency to developing your own product. Can you walk us uh, through this journey? Yeah, sure. So uh, I basically started building sites uh, when I was uh, actually 14 years old, also in, uh, in Israel. And it was on GeoCities, if you guys remember back then. And it's just like something that I played around with, learning HTML and this kind of stuff. And that was pretty much the same time where I really discovered the passion that I had for the next 10 years, which was music. Uh, so I, it kind of started at the same time, but I used my kind of knowledge within the digital world to really push a band forward. And that's how I found myself here in London while we were touring the world and we released two albums worldwide. We were, um, uh, we're kind of expanding uh, this aspect of my life. Uh, but while we were doing this and, uh, you know, even though it seemed from the outside that the band was pretty successful, playing to thousands of people and releasing albums worldwide, we were all still dead broke. Uh, the name was uh, Chase the Ace. So we were, we were broke and uh, we had to do something to just keep sustain ourselves. And so I started building websites from the back of the van and that was my beginning of uh, becoming a freelancer and uh, working with WordPress uh, in a professional way. And then uh, once the band uh, broke up, uh, pretty much when we turned 30, and uh, we figured, all right, let's see what else there is in life. Was uh, WordPress your uh, Yoko Ono? Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> there were a few Yoko Onos along the way. I'd say WordPress is definitely one of them. <laughs> but mostly the bass player was the Yoko Ono, the real one. <laughs> And yeah, and then from then, once kind of like that stopped, I, I found myself a little lost for a little while because that was my real passion. And that's when I kind of thought about and kind of discovered that you can have two things in life, you know, and you can you can uh, reinvent yourself and do more things as you progress and as you do more uh, and as you grow up. So I started taking the website building aspect in a little more seriously. And I, became, I started doing the journey from freelancer to an agency. And within the first year, I started hiring a team and we got to six figures. By year three, we had a team of 12 guys here in London and spread out around the world. That's pretty much when uh, um, profits were starting to become a problem because as you scale a team, every small problem is being magnified. And the bigger the team, the bigger the problems are. And so um, when I was really investigating where we're losing 
when we're losing uh, a profit and where does the money go? At the end of the day, it was always client communications. And uh, so I really dove deep and researched that entire aspect of our business and, uh, and altogether within the industry of uh, web design, how client communications influence profits. And that was the inspiration for WP Feedback, which is basically fixing completely that problem, uh, that uh, problem of, of uh, clients disappearing for months on end, not giving us basically what we need in order for us to complete the project on time. We're going to go, of course, deeper into that yes. uh, later in the interview. But uh, let me understand. First of all, you started basically as a freelancer from the back of your van, the touring van. That was when you started, when you learned how to code, when you learned how to design. How did you work back then? Right. So I already knew how to do a bit of HTML and CSS since I was a teenager. You know, I was the kind of the king of MySpace when that was happening because everyone wanted like, Vito, you got to do something for me for my page and stuff. <laughs> and so that, that became really handy back then. And that's when I started. I started building sites even before there were any page builders or anything like that. Everything was HTML and CSS if you wanted to create something. Took hours to do something that now with Elementor you're doing in like 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, so that was the, the essence of it. Most of my knowledge, at least in the early years, were stuff that I learned in order for me to do stuff for the band, you know, because when you're in an indie band, it's, it's kind of like you're running your own business, but just without the money, right? So, uh, so you got to know how to uh, create websites, how to promote, how to do the PR stuff, how to uh, create videos, you know, we did videos, how to record, you know, like everything, how to organize a team. So you have, you basically have a staff of four people that never get paid. So you got to motivate them in other ways. And that's kind of the, um, so that was a really great exercise for me, uh, for anything that I've done afterwards in terms of uh, uh, building a proper business. Yeah. Uh, there's also, this is a recurring theme that the education you get from building websites really helps you uh, later, we've talked to uh, the CEO of Help Scout and many others, helps you develop the product. So when you had your agency, how, what was your uh, way of getting clients and, and uh, building your, your business? That's a great question. And I totally agree with this because um, when you're in an agency and when you're a web designer, you're basically launching products every month. You're building products for other people and you, you bring them to the market every single month. So that's kind of the, uh, uh, so when we had a chance to do it for ourselves, we took everything that we did from 250 websites that we've done and uh, just did the best job we could. And uh, not only building the website, but building the launch and doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that was the question, right? <laughs> yeah, there were, there were, it was twofold. So the, the yeah. other question was, what were the ways that you uh, got, uh, you know, client work right. and grew your agency? So uh, we started like uh, just, uh, I started with just a word of mouth, you know, just uh, reaching out to family and friends and starting with that kind of seed. And I think that's a natural progression that everyone must go through, at least at the beginning. And you just do stuff just to get the portfolio and just to do things uh, just so that you have something that you can bring to real customers later on. In terms of having a proper uh, driver of traffic into the business, for me, it was LinkedIn. LinkedIn was like completely transformative for my uh, agency. And we were working with uh, funnels and the building. There was a proper strategy to bring people through a uh, built funnel from LinkedIn 
uh, to qualify them, to make sure that they have the money that we need uh, to perform the project even before I get on a call with them. And uh, yeah, just generating leads uh, manually. It sounds easy, but it took a couple of years to figure out uh, how to do it uh, properly and to make sure that uh, we get enough incoming leads to sustain the entire team. Did it in, in the beginning at least, because you said that you had your experience from uh, launching a website for your band or something like that. Yeah. Did it help you to find other customers, other clients that are also bands or from the music uh, industry? Or was uh, it? Yes, yeah, I think so, but uh, well, for sure. But it was mostly because these were my friends. Uh, so uh, I was reaching out to my friends, you know, from the van, posting on Facebook, saying, "Hey guys, uh, we gotta make an extra buck." So uh, anyone that needs a website, anyone that needs help with Facebook, um, you know, I'm here for you. And so that were that were my first uh, jobs, just helping other bands and uh, some photographers that were in the scene and stuff like that. Uh, and that 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 was the essence of starting to understand how to work with clients and how to uh, actually deliver a project. Because when you're doing it for yourself, it's a completely different ball game than when you need to do this consistently month after month for different people, and, and you need to manage them and you need to manage yourself and uh, manage the technologies that you're using. So it's a different game. And what were the challenges? Because uh, I think this is the thing, the factors that led you re- uh, later on to develop WP Feedback. What yeah. were the challenges that you had with clients at the agency back then? Right. So the, the, there were three biggest problems. The three biggest problems were, first of all, clients just disappearing. Uh, so you ask them to, get, to give you the content or you ask them to approve the design and then you just, uh, this is like silence, right? And... Uh, and like weirdly that happens really often within our industry and it wasn't just like a thing and we actively tried to fix this and I'm always kind of learning and looking into what other people are doing taking courses and this kind of stuff uh, but this problem just was something that is kind of accepted within the industry that sometimes it's hap- it happens it's, and it's it's kind of rolled in as part of uh, the cost of being in business if you will um, I think that's ridiculous nowadays because we fixed it. Uh, but back then, that's what it—that's how it was. You know, once in a while, you would have a client that would disappear. You just paid thirty percent for the initial deposit, and the seventy percent is just gone. Um, the, another problem is that following up with clients, trying to get them to do them before they disappear, to get them to give you what you need. And uh, um, when I was doing it myself, it, it involves like phone calls and sending emails and all of this kind of back and forth. And when the team was doing it, it was actually really reducing the creativity within the agency. And it's just reducing morale altogether, you know, because uh, you want to help the client. Everyone is, is here to, to make sure that the project is happening. But then for some reason, they kind of uh, are not on the same page as you would expect. Uh, so we tried everything, you know, from spreadsheets to long email word documents and uh, project management systems. And we have our support desk and all of this kind of stuff. The best thing that worked was actually getting them to come to the office and point at the screen and telling us, I need this change. I need that change. But then the problem is that when that happens, there is they usually end up putting their hands over yours and they become the mouse, you know, so yeah. creativity is at its lowest when, when that happens. Uh, so that wasn't really a good uh, solution uh, in the long run as well. Uh, and it's wasting a lot of time because they're just sitting there and, you know, nitpicking and breathing down your neck when they're next to you. That's what we tried to fix with this, with this thing. So we kind of take that essence of pointing at the screen just without them being next to us. 
So b- back then, the, the main problem actually is that you lacked a consistent, streamlined workflow with clients, something that I think many other agencies, freelancers, they face every day, getting the client to be in the same page, providing them with the material, content, images, and exactly. so on Exactly, but so don't forth. get me wrong. It, it doesn't mean that it happened all the time. It's like the, most times it kind of works. You know, but you gotta, it's like an uphill battle that you understand it's part of the project uh, and you just gotta go through it and chase the client and make them do it, you know. But at the end of the day, what I realized is that the reason why this is happening and the real why for this is uh, because we're, we, are, we as technical people, as techies, I like to say, we have a completely different mindset and perception compared to our clients. So when we look at a website, you know, we see the code, we see the, uh, the layouts, we see the color schemes, and we see, we basically, we see the matrix, right? But when they look at a website, they just see a screen, and we expect them to uh, have that same level of digital proficiency to give us what we need in the, way, in the same way that we communicate. But that's not their reality. So that was the kind of uh, differentiator that we kind of discovered when, um, when I really researched that subject. Because communication is basically a game, a, a game of catch, right? Someone is throwing a ball and the other guy needs to catch the ball. And then you need to throw it again and the other guy needs to catch the ball. But if you're not throwing it properly, it just creates aggravation and people get pissed off. Why are you not just throwing it right at me? So that's the kind of, that, that difference of reality is what's causing the ball to just keep falling on the floor every time. So now's a good uh, time to tell us uh, a bit about your solution and how exactly it works. Dowdby Feedback is a communication suite, I like, to, I like to call it, because we're trying to look at the entire flow of communication with the client and making it as simple as possible, both for us as the WordPress professionals, but even more importantly for them, understanding that they come from a different reality and understanding that they don't have that same the same skills as we do because that's where things break down usually you know when you create a massive spreadsheet of or a huge word document and you send it to clients that is used to working with a notepad that's just there's no way it's going to work uh, so so essentially the plugin yeah. is uh is a visual communication tool where you can sprinkle stickers all around the live website both on the front end and the back end uh, to communicate with the client on like live post-it notes on the site itself. And the stickers are being bound to the div so that uh, um, when you get that notification, you can just click one button, you're being redirected to the exact location where the problem is, the page scrolls down to where it is and you get that message pop open. So you don't need to guess anymore, you don't need to figure out what the hell they're talking about. It collects the screen size for you, the browser version for you. So again, no back and forth on that end as well. And it just makes the communications as smooth as possible. Like I said, it's like having them standing next to us, pointing at the screen, only without them breathing down our neck. So a lot of the times when you're building a website for a client, there's also a need to get their expertise because, you know, a dog's uh, hairdresser, they know uh, everything there is uh, about Uh, cutting the hair of dogs and also they have the images and the content so does this help with this workflow of also getting yes, information definitely. from the client? Uh, so again if we look at how we're doing this until now if you need to get the content from uh, from a dog trainer right and we had a few of these websites here at the agency you would either use Dropbox 
which usually they don't know how to use. And imagine, it's a dog trainer. Their day-to-day -day is dealing with dogs. It's not sitting in front of a computer, right? You would either try to use Dropbox to transfer these files. Uh, you would use Word to collect the content. But the way that we do it is we just build a prototype with a page builder, and then you just sprinkle a placeholder text where you need the client to get their attention and what should we say here? What makes sense for you to say here? What makes sense to, for you to say there? What image do you need in this section? What image do you need in that section? Then they go in and they click any element that has that part missing to give you the, to give you the, the relevant content uh, or to give you the relevant images. You know, and the images is one of the cool things uh, and that kind of illustrates that entire thinking that we have around saving people time. When a client uploads an image, um, uh, let's say they have like the hero image or whatever, the about section image, uh, they upload the image and it straight away goes to the media folder. So even that, you know, instead of the client going to Dropbox, dropping that file in there, you need to go to Dropbox, download the file, go to the website, upload it over there, and only then choose that. For us, you just go to the media folder, choose the file, it's there. And yeah. What's interesting here, uh, one of the aspects that's interesting, I think, is that in the in the uh, in the past, for big brands, they would use uh, you know prototyping tools uh, and collaboration tools, and they're still using yeah. tools like Figma to do yes. the things that you're doing. But what we're seeing is a trickle down of the industry from big brands to you know uh, small businesses, where they also. Run, need to run through the same process of collaboration because sites are no longer For you know just people. normal landing pages they're actually they're, they're important right. parts of their business so uh, do, do you see that also in your uh, agency work that's a good point because when when we were doing the small uh, websites we didn't even think about going for these tools, you know, Envision or uh, this kind of stuff. But once we started working with like big projects, you know, projects more than that with a budget of more than 20,000 pounds, uh, then you start, um, uh, then you have the budget to look into these kind of tools and you, uh, you actually want to impress the client, if you will, from that sense uh, that uh, you kind of, you have that structured system in place. So that's when we started using Envision and, and, um, prototyping tools to communicate with the client. Their experience from that sense was incredible. But the problem is with them is that, like you said, they're looking for corporate projects. So corporate projects usually, uh, I don't know if it's a good uh, generalization, but usually it doesn't happen within WordPress. It's usually either like a custom-made, uh, a custom-built website or um, even, uh, you know, like mobile apps or stuff like that. For this kind of stuff, these tools are amazing because they allow you to integrate directly into a prototype, into Sketch or into XD or this kind of stuff where you build the website. But when when we're in WordPress and even within our agency, we don't use Sketch or XD. We build directly in the browser. Using a page builder is more efficient than using a prototyping tool uh, or doing it in Photoshop nowadays. It used to be like that, but nowadays it makes no sense to do the work twice. You can just drag and drop within the builder and you're done. So the kind of, uh, you, the way that we did it is we built within the, the browser, took a screenshot, uploaded it to these kind of tools, and then we communicate on this visually with these stickers through a screenshot. Every time you make a change, you gotta do it, you go back to the website, you oh, do yeah. the change, you take another screenshot, upload it back in there. You need to remove to move all of the stickers and, and make sure that everything is matching. So it just made sense to make it 
within the website itself, so it's bound to the div, everything moves with you and so on. Um, I have a few questions on uh, your uh, add-on. You mentioned, basically, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, a Word document, the way that you can uh, view a text and then have your, uh, your suggestions on notes that you open up on top. Exactly. Of. That's exactly like with the that's Google like, Docs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I, I mean. But what about things that cannot really be, you know, uh, conveyed textually? Some, some things that you would sit with a client and he would actually tell you, he would try to explain, but he would do that, you know, by heart. He would say, um, listen, I need this element. I really think it would be better if you put it uh, bigger on the header or do those things in the footer. Things that are much more visual and sometimes are more difficult to explain by writing. Yeah. How do you solve this thing? Do you have a, a way, for example, maybe to add, leave notes recorded? Right. So uh, we kind of thought about doing uh, voice, voice um, uh, recordings as well. And that's an easy add-on to add, you know, like it's not a big deal to do stuff like that. But personally, I hate getting voice messages uh, from clients because then you got to really listen back to it again and again and again. And it's not transcribed usually. Uh, maybe in the future when, uh, when we will be able to transcribe it like instantly, uh, that would make a lot more sense. But usually when, so when you give someone the ability to speak, uh, they, they just waste your time. You know, you, out, of a, out of a minute and a half of a, of, a, of a voice message, only three seconds make sense. But when someone writes something down, it gets them to actually think, how am I going to articulate this in text? So that kind of solves that problem from that end. Also, there is the ability to just pull in a screenshot uh, if that uh, if they need to illustrate something within the page itself. So there's like one click and you get a screenshot. It even does this little cool uh, uh, camera shutter sound, you know, to um, to get that endorphins going both on our side and the client side. So it's also could be basically a, a very great, a, a very good tool for, let's say, an editor and his uh, content writers. Yes, we're seeing a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, news websites starting to use this as a way to, approve, uh, to proof the text and uh, communicate between not only the editor, but the editor talking to the SEO guy, talking to the guy, to the content creator, talking to the website owner. So kind of like an internal communication tool within the website. So you're always communicating where the issue is. Did you expect that or were you no. aiming at other, targeting other customers? Yeah, we were thinking about this as a tool for people like, like, you know, the cool thing about this is that I'm the target audience. I've been, I've been building sites for a little more than 10 years. Uh, so, uh, so I know how annoying this thing is. Uh, so for me, that was, that what made sense. Let's just help freelancers and agencies systemize their work. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of really interesting uh, use cases for people that are doing QAs. Some people, we have a couple of clients that what they do is that the entire job scope or, or, uh, is to go into websites, review them, and walk out. So they bring in the plugin, they review the website to give the person that, like, uh, to give that kind of a business owner a kind of a second uh, uh, opinion, if you will, uh, and then uh, and then they just go out. So they have they sprinkle these stickers. Uh, the guy, the guy, or the web developer then goes in and he sees those stickers, but the other guys already elsewhere sprinkling stickers on another website as a professional reviewing site. So there's all kinds of really interesting uh, use cases for this. 
to me, it feels like, or, or you know, especially after seeing what happened with page builders, page builders and uh, ACF, uh, like advanced custom fields, and uh, these kind of tools that when, or even Yoast, you know, when we first started building websites, you had to do everything manually. And everything that you had to do took hours to do compared to how things are happening nowadays. And uh, I think that uh, we're easily under, uh, underestimating how things, how tough things were a few years ago, not long ago. But to me, it kind of uh, gives me that inspiration of thinking that within two years from now, this is how people are going to be talking with clients. This is how people, how people are going to communicate within websites. Because everything that we're doing now, it's like building HTML and CSS compared to using a page builder. I want to have an aside here uh, because you're, you're, the product is completely bootstrap, right? Yes, so 100%. I know that, uh, I'm sure that many of our listeners, uh, they're building websites for a living and they would love to have like, you can call it a side hustle or their own product, whether it's a, a plugin like yours or an info product. What advice do you have for people who want to transition from you know, they still want to create websites, but uh, they also want to have a, an extra income or extra product, extra, uh, you know, um, uh, venue for them to, to, um, to create something. Right. Ben, you have, <laughs> have amazing questions. I love that. So <laughs> the, first, the first thing is, is that uh, don't do it as a side hustle. That's my biggest kind of advice. And I think this is something that is really hurting our ecosystem. A good, a good example for this, or for, for something that could be successful, is you guys, you know, you came in, if, imagine Elementor would, start, would be just a side hustle. It would, it would make such a small impact on the world and on the industry compared to looking at it like a proper startup and working at, like doing it properly. And I think that this is something that, uh, that is really being missed within our industry. I would say that even 99% of all the products are looking at themselves as, yeah, let's see if that works out, you know, instead of I'm going to make it work. And that's the essence of building a business, you know, nothing, nothing, no real business can come out of, yeah, let's see if that makes sense, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing, just take it seriously and, and go for it. And for me, it was the next step of my evolution. So I, I took the agency as far as I could uh, in terms of, uh, of the revenue and, and that agency model has this kind of uh, glass ceiling that a lot of people are talking about. You know, you get to $30,000 uh, per month or something like that, like a quarter million. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and then it becomes really clunky and uh, it's either you just bring on more people with the team and overhead skyrocket with it or you move on to the next level, which is, in my mind, just evolving into a product. So did, did, you, did you fire your clients or did you delegate to other team members? How, how did it work for you? So first of all, we stopped that LinkedIn uh, funnel, so nothing came in. Uh, uh, but I didn't do it straight away. We just wanted to see what's going on with the product. We had a plan, we had uh, projections, uh, but you know, reality sometimes slap you in the face. So you don't want to, especially when you're dealing with people's salaries and stuff, you don't want to do things, you don't want to rush into conclusions and do things uh, uh, just, uh, just winging it, you know? So we, we started with, uh, we had the agency that was running, we launched the product, I really hustled the, the, the hell out of this thing uh, on the first month. We actually made history in the ecosystem, uh, being the first, uh, 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 the first uh, uh, product by a new company 
that reached $100,000 in sales within the first month, within 30 days. And, um, and that just kind of blew my mind because my projection was to get to 10,000 <laughs> on the first month. So that's when I was like, okay, no more agency work. We closed the, that funnel over there. We still have some clients that are doing um, care plans with us uh, because that's, that's a really nice income for us and it's not much of a hassle. And more, more than that, it's a great way for us to experience our own product with real people in real, use, in real scenarios. So we're using WP Feedback to serve our own clients. Uh, and every problem that we encounter, we can just keep building it into the product as well as uh, getting a, 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 you know, user feedback from our clients and from uh, the plugins customers now that we have hundreds of people using it. The biggest thing that I could say about this is that don't take shortcuts when it comes to your business journey. In my mind, the, the journey that, it, and it's not only for me, I think that especially when we guys, you know, we met at the WordCamp in Europe, and everyone was there, you know, the biggest names in the industry was, were there. And they all say the same thing. They started freelancer, they went agency, and they went product. That's the natural journey of workers' business. Uh, because you can learn so much from every step of the way that prepares you for the next step. You mentioned an amazing figure of $100,000. So what are the yeah. best marketing channels that you used uh, that uh, you can point uh, to be the the most influential right so i would i tested them all so when we started this uh, we did the uh, we did the uh, organic outreach and i think that's the best way to start uh, growing a, uh, a bootstrap business from the from day one that's the same approach that i took with my own clients and that's the same approach that i took with my own business before that so we went to LinkedIn, we went to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and just reached out to people. I even put like a cheeky post on the Elemental group over there. So one of the, it got loads of traction before one of the guys just closed it. One of the admins closed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was a huge uh, boost for us as well at the beginning. So just doing cold outreach on, via organic methods, that's the best way. Now from there, I tracked everything and I learned what works and what doesn't work so that I can put some money behind the things that do work. So uh, while LinkedIn was amazing for us as an agency, it didn't really do that well for us as, uh, as a product. What worked best was actually Facebook compared to any other tool. On Facebook, we've seen a little more than 50% sign-up rate, which is incredible uh, from you know visitors coming from that platform compared to like for example, 8% coming from Instagram, or we had like 17% from Twitter, I think. That was kind of around the 17%. So there was no doubt that Facebook is the marketing channel that we need to choose uh, to scale this thing. And then we started doing like uh, Facebook ads, you know, because we already had some traction. We got some revenue coming in from, uh, from organic methods. And we accelerate this using uh, scalable tools like ads. Uh, for us, it was Facebook. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it would be the same for everyone. You know, you got to test, you got to test what works for you for, you know, especially, you know, when I was in the, in the agency, we had some customers that the best approach was doing partnerships. Another one was actually going networking and another one was doing Facebook ads, another one, Google ads. So it's really, uh, it's really kind of a personal and you got to test to see what works before you invest a lot of money into stuff. Uh, I'm sure you guys have done it. I see, I see the Elemental ads everywhere I look. And it's a great, it, it, for me, it, um, you, you know, I'm kind of feeling a bit of a, this uh, fanboy kind of experience uh, with, uh, with this thing because I was really looking at Elemental as the model of how to 
build a WordPress business fast. Uh, I think that you, what you guys have done hasn't been ha hasn't happened before anywhere else uh, within the ecosystem. Uh, so for me, it was a great way to look at something uh, uh, that that worked. Try I tried to break down and kind of even funnel hack the way that you guys are doing things. Uh, looked at the ads. You can you can go into every Facebook page and look at the ads that they're running. Uh, so that's that was a great kind of uh, you know a great place to start the research. Just go to not necessarily competitors, even though it's good to see competitors, we're not competing, but we're, you, we have the same target audience. So I think that's the better definition. Look for the same target audience as yours and see what they're doing and try to learn and figure out from there how they're marketing. So thanks, that's a great compliment. We, do our, we try to do our best. Uh, <laughs> so how can people uh, reach you and, and follow you and, and uh, get your plugin? Right, so you can visit wpfeedback.co or you can go and join our Facebook group. Uh, it's called WP Feedback uh, Community. Uh, again, we got the inspiration from you guys. We're really, really active in the community, uh, not only, but my team as well. Uh, and um, we make sure that, that we listen to our users. So yeah, just come on board. There's hundreds and hundreds of people already uh, with us just within the first two months uh, since launching this thing. And we're going to have uh, a coupon code for uh, our users. Yeah, Fido was generous enough to uh, yes. offer our listeners and Elementor users. So we offer. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm happy to do that. Uh, just go into the checkout page and type in Elementors. That's cool. Vito, it's been a pleasure. I mean, I could continue and uh, rack your brains about business, uh, <laughs> business uh, for another hour. I love the the. the your systematic approach i think that's that's really great thank you thanks so, a lot yeah it was a pleasure and uh, we wish you also good luck with wp feedback thanks guys yeah when i'm gonna come to visit my parents next time i'll come and stop by the office say hello awesome <laughs> okay thank so, you so thanks bye Vito. bye guys bye, -bye.